0: Welcome to Down Notable Content. My name is SJ.
1: And I'm Alex. We share the last name Herschel and are two down-to-earth guys who are bringing you notable content from the world of gaming.
0: This is the beginning of a new era for this podcast and the launch of Season 2.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Herschel. Herschel. Herschel.
1: doing today sj
0: i'm doing well i wasn't
1: um earlier what happened
0: so ever since we moved into this house Mm. i've had great internet service provided by xfinity Mm. or comcast whatever Mm. um they kind of get a bad rap for like crappy customer service and stuff but honestly they've been really good to me Mm. Anytime I've needed anything, I reach out over chat, and, you know, it's totally fine. Uh, They get back to me really quickly. And I've had it for a pretty good price on a promotion since we moved into this house. Um, And that contract was expiring at the end of this month. Mm. And I knew it was coming up, and I knew my bill was going to go up. Um, a little more than i wanted it to essentially what happened was if my bill went up it would be more worth my money to switch to google fiber Mm. Um, because i would be paying less money for superior internet speeds basically Mm -hmm. right so i reach out and i'm like hey um, I think my bill is going up at the end of this month. Can you confirm that? You know, tell me what it's going to be exactly. They told me. I was like, okay, that's too high for me. If that's what it's going to be, I'm going to switch to Google Fiber because everything will be better, you know, at that price point. And they're like, okay, we totally understand. Well, we have promotions that update like every month. So, and, and I reached out to him at the end of December and they're like so come back to us in january and we can look at what promotions there are and maybe we can get you on another deal for the for the next year or something i was like okay fine so i reach out again and long story short the guy tells me the same thing he's like hey our promotions update weekly so (laughs) come back to us next week Mm. and see if there's a promotion and i'm like Guy, I don't, I don't want to keep doing that until I eventually get charged the higher bill. Mm -hmm. So, if I can't figure it out right now, it's not worth it to me. It's not worth my time to keep doing this. Mm. It's, you know, if I've been a loyal customer for three years, and if I can't have the peace of mind that my bill's gonna stay the same and i'm at the mercy of promotions then i'm switching to google fiber Mm. and you know i basically told them that and i i really thought that the ultimatum would get them to say okay we'll keep that that amount for the next two years or whatever right Mm -hmm. um i actually did get transferred to someone that's probably some escalations department or something right but they basically told me the same thing um so i was like okay please cancel my services and then I reached out to Google Fiber. It was super easy. That week, they came, installed it. There's a little box thing outside. Like, it's all set up. And you get go. as you can tell, it's working. Good and to it's go. beautiful, wonderful. I don't ever have to worry about, well, hopefully, my bill changing or anything. So, and I realized that I'm privileged. And not a lot of people out there have even access to internet or... Google Fiber, for that matter. So Yeah,
1: Google Fiber is one of those services that's like... It's pretty limited. It's very specific on where you can actually get Google Fiber, right?
0: Yeah, because they're, they're still expanding, expanding and building their infrastructure, yeah, and Xfinity has had theirs out for years, mean decades. Yeah, yeah, long time. So there's my little rant.
1: Dang. That's well, it. I'm glad you got it figured out.
0: How are you, though?
1: I'm good. Good? I'm good. Life's been going swimmingly... Things are on the up and up. And Did you say swimmingly? I did say swimmingly. Is that a thing? Yes. To me.
0: Never have I ever heard that before.
1: <laughs> Learn something new every day. <laughs> Folks, we are super excited to be bringing you our new version of our show with downloadable content. And before we get into our main topic of today's show... We actually have two emails that we want to respond to that we got over the last couple of weeks since we released our last couple episodes for season one. Uh, we're going to read those to you now, kind of response so that you guys can kind of see what other listeners are thinking and feeling as they're listening to our episodes with you. Um, and so we're going to start with this email from Jonah. Jonah sent us a very long and detailed email with a lot of really, really good thoughts. And unfortunately, we do not have the time to respond to everything that he said. And so me and SJ came to the decision that we were each going to choose one section of this email to respond to. um, Talk about what Jonah shared, how we feel about it, and kind of do it this way um, for the sake of time. And do you want to start? Do you want me to start?
0: Why don't you start? Because the part of his email that I want to talk about is like...
1: Yeah, game of it's, the year. <laughs> it's pretty de- fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and so this email was in response to our games of the year episodes. If you haven't listened to those, go check them out. They're awesome. One of our favorite episodes that we've put out. So go check them out. Yeah, Alex.
0: I look. I know you're excited, but you want to make sure your mic's not okay. Making.
1: Um. And <laughs> the way that Jonah sent his email to us was um, based around different games that he had played throughout the year, kind of where he felt it fit in for the different categories that had been set up. Um, and so I want to talk about what Jonah had to say about hollow Knight. Jonah says in my eyes, it should win best world building, which wasn't a category that we had, but I'm very um, upset kind of that we didn't it's have a it really as an good episode.
0: category because a lot of games mm. that's pretty important, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jonah continues by saying it's gameplay is fun and addicting but like Alex mentioned, really hard. It has a massive world with almost no direction. These two things make it hard to pick up for people who aren't ready to spend a lot of time playing it. I've already put 20 hours in and I'm not even close to finishing it because it's so hard the boss fights take hours to beat sometimes. I haven't listened to the score a lot, but it's very intense and I am personally not a huge fan. However, I do think It's in competition for most unique because while the inputs and controls are really simple, you are dropped into the world with almost nothing. You learn the story and game by exploring, and it makes for a really interesting and unique experience. I would put this as a nominee for game of the year. There you go. So basically Hollow Knight is a game that I think we've both heard a lot about from the two of us, um, from Jonah and from other people but neither of us have put a lot of time into the game.
0: Um, I'd never even played it. I've heard great things about it, but that's, that's about it.
1: Yeah. Um, but I think, I think Jonah did a good job explaining why this game is so special to so many people is that atmosphere that it creates, because that is something that I hear every single time that someone talks about these games, um, is the very, very unique or, um, engaging atmosphere that the game creates with the world that it's built and how the story unfolds for you. Um, and so I really like that. And so here's our recommendation to you that you should go check out hollow Knight and send us more thoughts about it. And maybe just maybe one of us will actually play it one of these days so we can have a full <laughs> episode on it.
0: I feel like hollow Knight is one of those games that like, if you love that gameplay, you're going to completely fall in love with it. You know, like, I feel like it's for people that, and I, I can't say for sure because I've never played it, right? Um, maybe, like, Metroid people, mm-hmm. like 2D Metroid people, mm-hmm. Castlevania people, you know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's in that category, and, and 2D platforming, fighting is usually not my cup of tea.
1: No, yeah. But, yeah. There you go. Um,
0: so... Another section I'd like to read from Jonah's email. Uh, Let's see here. Okay. My overall favorite game this year has been either Hollow Knight or Smash or Multiplayer Ocarina of Time. I'll give you a little bit of context on that. I have fond memories of hanging out with Sedge, that's me, SJ, this past year playing Smash and Ocarina of Time, And because he's one of my best friends, you are too sweet, Jonah. And those games aren't super thinking-intensive. That's when I could talk with them about everything. Hollow Knight is a beautiful game. It's really fun and may take some time to get into. But once I was into it, I was hooked and spent hours on it. So, um, Jonah, um, we hang out pretty frequently. And when we do... One that we've been working on um, for, I want to say, like, a good few months now, um, is Ocarina of Time Online. Um, There's a a particular mod to the game that you're able to download and run on an emulator. Um, And I, I wish... I knew the the creator of this mod off the top of my head. I think it's a group of people that did it because I want I'd like to credit them. But if you if you look it up, you'll find them. Um, it allows you to play Ocarina of Time literally online with anybody. Um, they have their own dedicated servers. Like input delay is surprisingly good. Like it's really really cool, and they did the same thing for Majora's Mask as well. And we've been playing that. And it's really, really fun, because the two of you can be doing different things, right? Like, one of us can be getting Epona while the other person goes to Hyrule Castle. Or if you're both in the same dungeon, you know, one of you could be tackling one room while the other person does something else. So, um, it kind of adds a whole new layer to Ocarina of Time, which is one of my favorite games ever. So, thank you, Jonah. For writing again we really appreciated your email
1: yes we did we're gonna move over to our second email which comes from another one of our listeners nathan nathan titled this email ori games are 11 out of 10 he says (laughs) hey fellas for christmas i got the two ori games ori and the blind forest and ori and the will of the wisps and let me tell you they are some of the best games i have ever played I plowed through the first game in about 12 hours, and I'm only about 4 hours into the second game. I'm not sure if you guys have played the second one, but it is very good. It adds a more combat heavy playstyle while also keeping the platform areas in. There are mini bosses throughout the game and new NPCs that allow for new upgrades. Just wanted to let you know that I wouldn't know about these games had it not been for your podcast. Keep up the good work and looking forward to your next episode.
0: That those last couple of sentences there just really really touched my heart, you know. I mean, this type of thing is exactly why we started this podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we wanted to engage people in in gaming in a meaningful and impactful way, and that's exactly, you know, what what Nathan has told us has happened. And I'm I'm so happy for Nathan, you know. Thank you for writing in and um I'm so great that you've had a good time with these games.
1: Yeah, and I love that but of all the games that we've talked about, it's it's Ori that's brought in because I do feel like um I don't know when I when I found out that Nathan had gone Ori it was a little, just a little bit unexpected. I wouldn't have expected him to have taken as much of an interest in this one as compared to other games that we talked about. Yeah, right. But to hear that he had such an incredible experience. Um, with the games, that's awesome, and you've officially passed me up. I have not been able to put more time into I was, Ori I was in the was Blind that too.
0: He's already on the second one,
1: and I have not played Ori in the Will of the Wisp. But you, you telling us that it has a little bit more combat-heavy and adds um, some some different um, playstyle aspects to it, make me excited to play it eventually because I haven't, just haven't gotten around to it. Um, Love you, man. Thanks for writing in. You're the best. And I hope that the rest of Ori and the Will of the Wisps is as amazing as the rest of the series has been so far.
0: Well, are we going to talk about the elephant in the room now or after that?
1: That was one of the most undescriptive hand gestures I've ever seen. You pointed to like the entire outline. <laughs> That's yeah. the elephant in the room?
0: Oh, no, I think this is the elephant in the room.
1: That'll come after. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. that'll come after.
0: All right, all right. Well, Alex, um, what have you been playing lately?
1: Yeah, we're going to go ahead and spend the rest of this episode talking, um, just giving you guys updates on where we are as gamers and outside of this podcast specifically, um, as in, you know, what games we've been playing and enjoying.
0: Yeah, this is basically an update episode.
1: So. Yeah, it's simple stuff. Um, so rather surprisingly, um, I didn't have as much time to put into games over the holidays as I thought I would. Um, a good amount of my gaming time actually went into two different mobile games that I'm going to talk about a bit today, mobile (laughs) games.
0: I did not expect that.
1: The first one is a solid game called Retro Bowl and let me tell you Retro Bowl is one of the simplest games ever but I have put so much time into that game. Retro Bowl is just a really really simple American football simulator. That's it. You just play American football in old 8-bit graphics but it is so much fun. It has no reason be as fun as it is but i've played through a lot of seasons basically what you do is you're a coach you assemble your team and you just play football games and they have all the teams that are in the nfl and so you know i picked my my childhood team the the chicago bears and we the bears (laughs) we ran Uh with it it's out and it's it's just been awesome. I've won multiple championships. My players always play really really well It's just one of those games. That's like it's really easy to pick up because you can play a game in like four minutes like it's it's a really really fast-paced thing and so like Just oh, there's like a slight lull on something. I need to fill my time for ten minutes it's not enough to pull out a switch and start booting up a game, but you can very, very easily just pull out your phone, do this, and it's been really fun, and I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, and my family's been asking me when I was going to talk about Retro Bowl on the podcast. So here you go. Here it is. So retro Bowl. Retro Bowl. Like the Super Bowl Like the Super Bowl. But instead of Super, it's Retro. Okay. it's got 8-bit graphics and in that old art style.
0: A lot of fun. So it's not... Like, what is the actual gameplay? Are you tapping and commanding sort of thing?
1: So, yeah. So you only play as the offense, the the defense um, portion of the game is simulated. And so what comes up is it has two um, plays kind of pre, not preloaded, but every single snap of the game, there's, there's two plays that you can choose between a running play and a passing play. Passing play has different routes for your receivers that they run. Okay. And so you either choose... tap your running back and they just hand it off and then you can swipe to kind of juke and try to outrun defenders and all your players have stats you know how fast they are how hard of a hit they can take or give each position has a different skill um, that just kind of that adds to it and so you're choosing different players based off of what type of running back you want to have or what type of quarterback you want to have and then when you're passing instead of handing it off your quarterback just kind of drops into waiting for the receivers to get down the field. Right. And then you just kind of like draw it back and it has like a little dotted line showing where the trajectory right, of the right, ball right. will go uh-huh. and you release and the receiver either catches it or drops it doesn't make it there in time. So it's really, really simple. It's not a complex game at all, but it's a lot of fun.
0: It sounds cute. All of that in, in the eight base, eight, eight bit
1: style, huh? Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time. And I, just to throw this in I get really attached to my players but your players can't play for you forever and you have like financial limitations like you feel you feel the amount you feel <laughs> you know a team based off of this amount of money that you can pay every year and when you have players playing really really well they're requesting more money because they're worth it in their eyes but wow. it gets to the point where you know if you're spending nearly half of your salary cap on one position player then You have to let him go like you can't hold on to him Um, and so what i do is i make up stories for why um these (laughs) players aren't on my team anymore like i had a quarterback who i i decided had um was diagnosed with with um with a disease before or while we were in the playoffs and he played through the disease wins the championship and then he was Come
0: up with like a hero no, story. Listen. <laughs> he
1: was he was requesting too much money. And so I let him go. But in my mind, the narrative was that because of this disease, he retired from playing the game and was uh-huh. one of my like assistant coaches. So he lives on. It lives on in my team oh and my goodness. in my memory. And the game is not that complex. There's no way to actually make that the narrative. But that's what I do. It's a ton of fun. It's actually so much fun. But yeah, put a lot of time into Retro Bowl recently. What's a game you've been playing, SJ?
0: Well, um, I've been playing a lot of uh, Pokemon White. White, as the scholars say. Mm. Not white, white, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's been really good. I, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, but as a quick update, I have beat the main story, which was really good. Mm. One of the more compelling stories in Pokemon in general. Have you played Gen 5?
1: I've played Black 2. Okay. But not...
0: So that's like Gem 5.5. Yeah, or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So much, in fact, that um, I'm kind of playing some of the post game which I um haven't really been doing because because what I've been doing is because I missed so many generations of Pokemon I've been going back and playing the older ones right mm-hmm. and as I beat one I move on to the other, to, to the next and I beat I beat um, alpha sapphire so I put that down and now I'm playing uh, white and um yeah I just really enjoy it so I keep playing it i'm kind of collecting the the legendaries and you know doing all these different like side quests that become available after you beat the game mm-hmm. um, also after you beat the game like other generations of pokemon become available to you which is cool
1: yeah that was something they did in gen 5 right is like before you like become the champion like it's really really hard to find pokemon that aren't from the Unova region right
0: i don't think there was a single one that wasn't um at least i'm mixing up my pokemon but i'm pretty sure it works that way and there's even like cities that you can't even access i haven't Mm. even been to all the cities yet Mm. there's like a third of the map that i haven't explored um so it's really it's really cool in that sense i think overall though my only problem with the game has been that a lot of the gen 5 pokemon
1: designs i don't care for see and that's why i never liked playing those games
0: yeah i i don't care for garbador i don't care for you know ice cream cone like a lot of these like you know inanimate object things um but but there are like several like really 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 good ones um like volcarona mm. it's a, a bug fire type mm-hmm. fantastic really really cool Um, and a whole bunch of others that I really like too, but, so I kind of have mixed feelings about it in terms of the Pokemon design, but anyway, that's one I've been playing. I'll probably wrap it up within the next month or so. There you go.
1: Um, and is that fully catch you up on Pokemon or do you still have, you still have gen six to do, right? Have you played X or Y? I haven't played X or Y. Do you have plans to?
0: Um, I don't know. and maybe you or one of our viewers can listeners viewers listeners now that we have video it's both um can give me recommendations but now that i've played white should i play black or white too or is it going to be more the same i've heard that in terms of the story it's like a sequel Mm -hmm. to the first one but i don't know if it would feel too repetitive or if it would be you know, should I skip it and just go to X and Y? I don't know.
1: So from what I've heard, and Jonah, you've actually played All of Black Two, or I think I finished Black Two. You have a better idea of the game though, because it was your game that I borrowed. Um, so you'll have to let us know. But from what I understand, um, like it is very similar. Like you kind of, it, it's a different story, and you explore the region in a different order, but like your Pokemon are still the same, and it's that same like waiting until after you beat the main story to have access to Pokemon from other generations.
0: I, I thought I heard that you have access to other gen from the beginning of the game.
1: I could what be wrong. wrong. I thought I heard I it somewhere. Know. I was going to check this, but my computer blacked out. So who knows? Maybe Jonah, let us know. Um, And I haven't, I haven't played the sixth gen i know that nathan has so because oh, really? i watched nathan play it once we were hanging out once and he pulled it out and kind of showed me he went through the elite four and the champion again and showed me his team and stuff so nathan if you liked pokemon did you like x y, and y i think you had but yeah let us know
0: let us know i i've heard that x and y is when pokemon became easy that's what I hear. That's what I from heard. multiple people. That is what I've heard. Um I've really really enjoyed the difficulty of White. It's been just just on the sweet spot for me. Um but yeah, anyway.
1: There you go. Do you have anything else you're working on? I have another mobile game.
0: You're turning into a mobile
1: gamer. Oh no. This game I kind of started to fizzle out I on Retro Bowl. Is. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You have no idea what it is. It's Candy Crush. No, it's not Candy Crush. <laughs> and I love sports. I love football. I love basketball. I've mentioned that before, but I'm not very good at them in real life. And Whatever so video games, you are. Video games give me a an opportunity to live that out. And so me and my siblings, because my siblings played Retro Bowl with me too. Um, you know, they had their own files, their own careers. And we were all kind of at a point where we were like, oh, we kind of need something new. And Jonah found a game called Hoop League. Hoop League? Hoop League. It is a basketball tactics game. So it's, again, very, very simple. But, like, your the, the courts split up into tiles. You have your positions. And, like, you can move around your guys to follow different... Um, like tiles to give them like better sh- shooting positions and to like set up your defense and stuff um and again really really simple but really really satisfying to play um because like a basketball game like it doesn't matter if you're completely wide open sometimes you, you're just gonna miss shots and so the game has a way of balancing out like the chance that goes into basketball where you know sometimes you're just destined to fail no matter how well you set it up Uh and so like there's a decent amount of a challenge to it if you turn the difficulty up past rookie and you change the
0: difficulty at any point Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. nice
1: and it's been loads of fun um my player is a an absolute beast on the court he's he's sick he looks like me so i get to live out my dreams of being a professional basketball player
0: is he ever going to get bought out by another team
1: no so i actually so i i got drafted and they gave me a two-year contract i played really really well we won a championship in those two years i won mvp and the team was playing really really well and so they i went into free agency and every single team offered me like the maximum contract that you can in the game Uh uh-huh and as a desire to stay loyal, I actually had to talk about it with with Jonah and Lily and my dad. I was like, "Do I go? To, like, what should I do? Like, I kind of want to go to a team that like is terrible and lead them to victory." But the same, be cool. But then my dad was like, "But like, this is the team that gave you the chance. You've built them up this far, and like, you need to decide if you're going to be a loyal player." And that was the point where I was like, "I need to be loyal."
0: So it's my not a, a team management game, it's a,
1: you're the guy. So there is a team management way. I've been playing a version where I'm the guy, but at the same time, as the guy, you still have control over all the other players on the court. Okay. And so I command them okay, to okay, move okay. where they go. But that might be because of the position that I chose my <laughs> player to play. Like, I think Jonah's playing as a different position, and I don't think he has the same ability. So I guess it kind of depends. Interesting. But the way that I've been playing it, it's a ton of fun. So... Hoop League. It's Hoop not a very League. popular game. Go <laughs> check it out and download it because it's a good time.
0: Now, are both of these mobile games free?
1: Completely free.
0: Do you ever feel... I mean, I'm guessing there's... Like, what's the the benefit of paying?
1: Um, in Retro Bowl, it adds in kickoffs. And then you... Um, there's one other... I think you can... There's, like, things that you have to to earn like if you put if in retro bowl since you're the coach if you coach well enough you get enough credit to the point where you can say you can go talk to your owner and say hey you've been giving me 150 million dollars to spend on players each year i need you to up it to 175 or Mm. you know you upgrade your facilities your training facilities your stadiums to make the experience better for your supporters Um, and i think flexibility I i think when you pay it you just get like that credit early on and don't have to play it for it. So you can just do that. Okay. Um, and in, in hoop league, I don't know exactly what, what you get for paying. I'm mm. sure it's like kind of similar thing. Like you can extend how long a season is. You can extend how long the actual games are. Maybe you can increase your salary cap. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't looked into it, but but I haven't paid a dime for either of them. And I've put maybe, i I don't know but a good amount of time it's a
0: free-to-play game and you don't feel like you need to pay to enjoy it then Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good time awesome Mm -hmm. well um there's another one i've been playing and horizon zero dawn is a game that i think i talked about no i didn't talk about on the game awards did i Nope. no i didn't because that's not a game that i played in in 2022. 2022 Um, Let me put it simply, if you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, um, the protagonist, Aloy, looks like my wife, so I get to play as my wife, and if you like Breath of the Wild, I think you'll like Horizon Zero Dawn. They are very similar, they even came out in the same year um they came out
1: within like two weeks of each other
0: yeah it i felt bad for them because like they had to compete with breath of the wild and i I honestly if breath of the wild didn't come out that same year i think horizon zero dawn might have won game of the year
1: over mario odyssey maybe maybe i've heard that it's good enough i've heard that it's good enough too
0: Personally, I like Horizon Zero Dawn more than Mario Odyssey. <laughs> but honestly, to be honest though <laughs> Okay, listen. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. They're they're apples and oranges. You know? Like it's it's they're totally different types of games. You're either gonna prefer one type of gameplay over the other, and I like horizon zero dawn wow. more wow <laughs> i loved odyssey mm-hmm. odyssey is one of my favorite mario games ever but i also prefer sunshine so that that's a whole nother doc uh episode there but anyway i've been replaying it um this time on pc so you know just maxed out all the graphics, I get to play it on ultra ultrawide. Um, I do a lot better, so a lot of the combat is bow and arrow. Oops, sorry about that. So, you know, you're shooting a lot of things. And I do a lot better with keyboard and mouse when I'm aiming at stuff. So I can already tell that I, I'm objectively better at the game when I play it on PC. But it's been really, really fun and um i've been playing it kind of as a copium because the sequel is not yet on pc
1: playstation 5 exclusive baby
0: i'm gonna wait until it comes on pc but yeah anything else you want to talk about
1: so those are the games that we have been playing and now we're going to take a little shift and talk about the games that we will be playing and i'm going to run through them real fast now in the Game of the Year episodes, I told you guys that I was going to finish either Ori in the Blind Forest, Eastward, or Xenoblade Chronicles 3 before the end of the year. And I didn't do that, but it was <laughs> intentional. And let me tell you why. I didn't think you would. As we explained in the Game of the Year episodes, um, those games, if they're played in the calendar year of 2023 are eligible to be up for awards again. And I wanted to see how much those games could last oh my, when I have more of a sample size. And so <laughs> I've decided that I was going to bring them into 2023 with me so that I could see if they still hold up Is as that
0: legitimately well. why you didn't finish one?
1: Yes. Or did you just not have time? I 100% had the time. I could have finished probably both based off of my research If I had maybe 20 hours, which I definitely could have put into gaming since the time that we've recorded the Game of the Year episodes, I could have finished Ori and Eastward. And I made the conscious decision not to.
0: Just so that you could arbitrarily put it into the 2023 Game of the Year Awards? So that
1: I could see if they're still going to be nominated at 2023's Game of the Year Awards.
0: That will be interesting to see. Because I had such a
1: small sample size for last year that I want to see what happens when I have a bigger sample size. Yeah,
0: you'll definitely have a lot more this year.
1: And so those three are still going to be coming up. (laughs) In addition, I have Ori and the Will of the Wisps to play. For Christmas, I received a Nintendo eShop gift card. And over New Year's Eve, Nintendo has a big, big, big eShop sale. And so I found two games that I got to buy without having to pay for them because they were both on sale for $5. Wait, I thought
0: you only bought one.
1: And they're both games that I've (laughs) wanted to play now. I only told SJ about one so that I could talk about the other one on here. The first game that I bought is Celeste. Celeste is an old, not old, it's an indie platformer. Um, with, again, kind of like an 8-bit art style that has gotten rave reviews since it came out. And mm-hmm. I've really wanted to play it for a long time, and I'm excited to be able to eventually. Um, and the other game is another game that I've had on my list for the last couple months. is called, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Grizz. It's G-R-I-S. Hmm. Um, oh, this is one of those games that's very very artistic it's Wait, very very I've short it. it's very very yeah, short but the description is that you follow this girl named Grizz after she's gone through this traumatic experience in her life and she's dealing with her pain and so this game is a representation of her um, experiencing that grief and i don't know whether she overcomes it or not I was drawn in by the art style and by the emotional story that it promises to tell. After looking at videos, I thought I was intrigued enough with the gameplay being very much a, um, yeah, experience along the journey type game.
0: It's super beautiful. I mean, there's like hardly any UI, right? It's
1: like, it's, it's very super clean, very clean,
0: artistic.
1: And so I was able to get that too, because and the reason that I had held off on buying Gris was that, Gris is supposed to take about four hours to complete, and if you hundred percent the game, it takes about seven. So it's not a long game at all. Right. And they usually charge twenty dollars for it. That's a lot for like, it's a lot for a little. Hours? And it's gonna be an incredible experience, but it's a lot for a little. Right. And then I found it on the eShop for four thirty five. And I said, Well, I have a gift card. Oh, I don't boy. know what else I'm gonna spend five dollars from this gift card on like just just gonna buy it and Why i not? did that's 75 percent off so killer deal eventually i'm gonna have that and that means that i have those two games the three games from last year that i already mentioned tears of the kingdom comes out that i already have pre-ordered
0: oh baby i haven't pre-ordered that yet
1: 2023 <laughs> is coming up alex it's Shoot. gonna be a good year for gaming for big ol' alex so that's what I've got coming up. Hopefully you guys enjoy what I have to say about these games in the coming weeks and months. Oh my goodness. You've got a big game coming out later this month, SJ. Oh yeah. Your second most hyped game of that's yes. coming out this year?
0: I mean, it's barely second. Really? All right. <laughs> now, oh, hold on. you know how much I love Zelda. You all know how much I love Zelda. We need to
1: make this clear. Like Zelda is how this, not even this podcast, but just this. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not fair. Smash Bros we'll did. Yeah. But Zelda but it, like sustained yeah. this.
0: Yeah. It's a part of this relationship Major we have. Part. Like, right. Pull
1: pull your lamp. Let him see if they Do you think it'll stretch?
0: <laughs> Wait. Hang on. Oh, no I don't
1: no think so, yeah. we'll take a picture and upload it on the socials for y'all, but you'll see just how big of a Zelda fan this man is I
0: have so much Zelda stuff I mean all over this room mm-hmm. I mean you can't you guys can't see it for those of you that are on YouTube or Spotify but um fire emblem engage man is my hype engaged on that game holy um I'm so excited. I am so excited, Alex. I like that game comes out in like two weeks. I've got it pre-ordered.
1: Remember, this man. Remember what I said about pre-ordering. Does not like pre-ordering? I don't believe in pre-ordering. He doesn't like it for anymore. the most part, he doesn't I like don't it anymore. In it.
0: No, freaking game freak has made me lose faith in the system.
1: But But you pre ordered Fire Emblem again. Fire
0: Emblem? Oh I I I trust that team to produce a polished game. That's how Three Houses was. That was my first Fire Emblem game. I then went back and played Fire Emblem Awakening. I absolutely loved it. I played one of the GBA ones. It was brutally difficult and I quit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which which GBA did you play?
0: Oh gosh. Um Oh, I can't. It. it... Okay, all I remember is that toward the beginning of the game, there's a bad guy.
1: He's like a thief or (laughs) something. Listen! There's like (laughs) a. At the beginning of the game, there's a bad guy.
0: No, no, okay. There's like the main, main bad guy, right? And then there's like a bad guy that the bad guy has hired. Oh, okay. And then he's like gonna attack your team, right? Mm. But if you approach him. With, like, one of your, like, lady characters, you know, he... I think he says something like, oh, I don't like to hurt ladies or something, Mm -hmm. right? And you can, like, recruit him to be on your team, and he's really cool. I think he's a Myrmidon, I'm pretty sure. Um, For you Fire Emblem lovers out there, you might figure out what I'm talking about. You probably won't. But anyway, I'm just... What I'm trying to say
1: is... You love Fire Emblem. I
0: love... Fire Emblem, and Fire Emblem Engage is, um, the graphics look, like the animations and everything, right? It looks so fluid, it looks so polished, and know, it was already really good in Three Houses, um, the, the art style, although a little divisive, 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 I can't decide on that, um, it's still really clean, really good, you know? I mean, it's just such a... I'm just excited for a new Fire Emblem game, man. That's really all it boils down to. And the only thing that I'm afraid of, right? I want to sink, like, 300 hours into this game. I'm afraid that I may not be able to. Because I don't think there's, like, branching paths in the story, you know? Um, from what I've seen so far online, it seems to be more of a traditional, you know, Fire Emblem game where you have, like, one story. So, like, your playthrough, my playthrough would be very, very similar, similar experiences mm. aside from whatever character that may have died in battle or whatever. But Three Houses, you've got four different stories. So, yeah, um, that replayability, I don't know what that's going to be like. But either way, it's going to be worth $60 and I've already paid it. So I have a like, question Hype for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom I think like Before I've told you that my hype for Fire Emblem Engage was like here Sorry for You listeners You're not going to be able to see what hand gestures I'm making here It's like up here Like
1: Okay so I have a question mm. well, So first off I guess that's our preview into 2023's games of the year because it's basically going to be Fire Emblem Engage oh, versus oh, it'll Zelda. Be there. It'll be there. It'll just be Fire Emblem versus Zelda for most categories. Probably. You well, want to sink? Well,
0: they're two very different games though. For so certain categories, I could see one of them completely, you know.
1: Okay. <laughs> but anyway, but the question is, you want to sink 300 hours into Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem comes out at the end of the month. Tears Actually, of the Kingdom is... I take
0: back 300. 300's a lot. I've put like 230 into three houses. Okay. So my, 200.
1: My point is, you have about four and a half months in between Fire Emblem and Zelda. Is that going to be a problem? Or are you going to be able to get everything you want out of Fire Emblem within that time? And if so, does that mean that, you know, your Pokemon run's going to be put on halt? Your Horizon Zero Dawn experience is going to be put on halt? just to make sure that you can get through Fire Emblem before Zelda comes out.
0: So I've actually got all that figured out. Lay it on. So Pokemon, white, I'll be done with this soon. Um, in fact, I'm okay putting it down at any no. point. You know, no. I've gotten what I wanted out of it. I'm, I'm, I'm just playing through some of the post-game stuff. No big deal. I can end it whenever I want. And that has been like my main portable game right and then horizon zero dawn has been like my at home pc game and then so when i get Fire i'm gauge that'll just replace pokemon spot as the portable game so i'll play that whenever i'm with out and about right um
1: but there's also a big possibility that i might just play that at home anyway. yeah so so you're telling me <laughs> you come home you've got two hours to game And since you're not out and about, you're going to play Horizon Zero Dawn instead of Fire Emblem Engage, which is this close to matching the hype for Zelda.
0: You're right. I'm just going to be playing Fire Emblem. I'm just going to be playing that game. Except, except. My wife? I know she wants to play that game, too. That's
1: true. You'll have to split it with Erica. So we're going to have
0: to split it. So when she's playing that on the TV at home, I'll be playing Horizon. So it'll work out.
1: But... But with that, do you think having to split before that time Zelda. with Erica are you gonna be able to finish and get what you want out of the game before Zelda comes out?
0: I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um It's a tough one. My wife's school started this week, so she'll be a little busier than she has been the last few weeks. Um But I mean i I gotta let her play the game if she wants to play the game, you know? It might just be enough time, primarily because I don't expect to put more than 100 hours into it. You know, I my guess, just off the top of my head, after playing Fire Emblem Awakening, which is a more traditional story progression, only one line and everything, it's probably going to be somewhere around 50 hours. That's my guess. If it's more than that, I will be happily surprised. We'll see when the reviews come out, right? In about a week or so. But I I think it might just be enough time before Zelda comes out. And if Zelda comes out and I'm still playing Fire Emblem Engage, honestly, I won't really mind. I'll probably just switch back and forth because they're both, like, going to be very different games. You know, one is a strategy game. The other is, you know, you're actually doing the combat and everything. So, like... Fire Emblem Gage, for example, is going to be, at least for me, a much better, like, portable game. You know, on the grid system. I mean, it's anime chess. So, <laughs> it is. Mm. Um, And Zelda, I, like, every, any time of the day, I would rather play it on the TV or my computer monitor. So, mm. I'd probably manage my time that way. But... It'll all work out. At the end of the day, it's a wonderful problem
1: that we've got all these beautiful those two, games coming out. Those two games are going to dominate your year, aren't they? Yeah,
0: I'm kind of afraid. Like, I hope it doesn't, like, completely, you know, wash out the rest of the year for games. But, like, you those know?
1: games are so chunky. They are. They're both
0: very chunky games. Um I guess all I'm trying to say is like I hope that I don't feel like the games that came out in the latter half of the year weren't as good as the ones that came in the first half of the year. Just because the one those two games in my mind are gonna be like really huge in my life. Mm. I just hope I give the other games a fair a chance. chance.
1: Yep. But makes sense. You know. Well, there you go. Anyway. That's been going on with us here at Downloadable Content. And with that, <sighs> it's about time to wrap up for the day, isn't it?
0: Um, Can we just real quick talk about this is our first video podcast now. I mean, as you can tell, the production quality is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh hey this is what we've got to work with so this is what we're doing i hope you guys enjoy it um you know we just wanted to we wanted to take this podcast to the next level and having video format i think for some of our listeners slash viewers now are gonna be more engaging it's more options you can see our our facial reactions right and body language right they're gonna be do that
1: There are gonna be some times where you hear us laugh and it's gonna be because of a face that was made. It's not gonna be because of what was said. And so this kind of gives you guys a little bit more And, and I I think it helps a big reason that we wanted to do it is that we've gotten a lot of notes on how this podcast helps you as a listener feel welcome and like you're in the room with us. And so we thought adding the video format would also yeah. add to that feeling hopefully you guys can feel like you're here with us because you know we're here talking to each other but we're mm-hmm. talking to you too and so hopefully you can feel that a little bit more with the video stream coming along with it
0: and at the same time you know i was thinking actually actually earlier we don't have great studio lighting or anything you know we're in this kind of dark brown basement but I feel like not having that studio, fantastic lighting and cameras, gear and all of that can kind of make it feel more genuine. I hope, you know, that you're just, we're just a couple dudes talking about video games in a basement.
1: Down to earth, right? That's the vibe that we're going for. And so hopefully you guys feel it. Now with this rebranding effort and all these new changes, we have new social medias up for y'all you want to go ahead we're going to start out with our patreon if you go ahead and look up down notable content on patreon you can see different options to further support the podcast there will be a couple different tiers available and on patreon you can see what comes with those levels of support so you can go ahead and check it out on patreon.com
0: can i just say something about patreon um i just want to thank everybody like we always do for your support just for listening to us. Um, You are the reason why we do this, you know? Um, And that is enough, you know? We're, We're so grateful for the support that you give us. And Patreon is just, if you'd like to support us even more, then it's a way to tell us that what we're producing is something that is meaningful and valuable to you.
1: Yes, and um, the, the benefits or the perks that come with being a Patreon sponsor, um, we, we've worked very, very hard over the last couple of weeks to decide how we were going to set up our Patreon, and we set it up in a way where if you don't have the means to support us through Patreon, um, that doesn't limit your involvement in the community at all. There are perks to being a Patreon supporter, but the level of engagement that you have as a listener remains the same whether you're here or a supporter on patreon because of the other social media platforms that we've put up um, and just kind of how we're going to run the podcast your value as a listener is not determined by what you do on patreon we just thought you know we'd like to offer you guys the opportunity to get a little bit more out of the podcast um, through different ways of supporting the podcast exactly Outside of Patreon, you can find us on Twitter at our new handle, at DownNotable, on Instagram, at DownNotableContent, and our new email, DownNotableContent, at gmail.com.
0: You do not have to spell our last name That was a
1: big reason. You don't have to worry (laughs) with that mess of a last name. The video versions of this podcast are going to be up on YouTube and Spotify. If you'd like to add that extra dimension and those extra feelings... your experience with this podcast
0: I think that's going to wrap it up isn't it
1: Yeah. tell your friends about us leave us 5 star reviews, send in comments wherever it is, whether it's Twitter, Instagram Gmail, Patreon we're getting a discord server up soon any way you want to talk to us please we'll be checking them all the time so you guys can be more and more that discord
0: server will be a very fun place
1: watch out for it it's going to blow your socks off
0: Okay. stay tuned Thanks, guys. We love you all. Love
1: you. Bye.